0: Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon
1: Young. Shannon, good morning. How are you today?
0: Good morning, Sandy. I am doing okay. How are you?
1: Okay, thank you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers would say.
0: It is lovely.
1: I can't believe that it's the middle of October but I'm loving the weather. So we'll just keep it for a little bit and then we'll get lots of good rain later.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Because
1: I am in charge of the weather, you know. (laughs) So today we're talking about being overwhelmed.
0: Amen. I think everybody's (laughs) feeling a little bit of that these days.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There are just so many things going on. One of our listeners wrote in and said, would you please talk about overwhelm? Because it seems like there is so much being thrown at me from all directions that I just don't know which way to turn or what to do. I could relate completely, so (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. why we're talking about overwhelm.
0: I read somewhere a while back that the amount of information that we take in daily in 2022 is more than people, say, 60, 80, 100 years ago would take in in a year or possibly their entire life, depending on where they live. There's just so much to process these yes, days. That's
1: terrifying, isn't it? A mm-hmm. hundred years ago, you lived on a farm or a ranch or, you know, weren't in the city. You focused on the people in your house and your critters and whatever you were doing to take care of all that. Maybe you got to talk to your neighbors once in a while. They invented the radio and then you could actually listen to music and a show occasionally. And that was it. And now, oh my gosh, there is so much going on that we're just struggling to cope with it all. Mm-hmm. We We're getting bombarded with all kinds of things. And then if you have something specific going on in your life, like somebody's sick or somebody dies or there's something not working with your job, then you have that on top of it. It's just incredible. You get flooded by thoughts and emotions and you get physical sensations that can be difficult to manage. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a crazy time.
0: And that stuff can manifest itself physically. If you're feeling physically tired or your body hurts or you're creaking or, (laughs) you know, you're just sore or you're getting heart palpitations or headaches, like all that stuff can be a result of everything that you're dealing with or that you think you need to deal with. I think that's a big part too. We don't necessarily need to process all the information coming at us, but it feels like we do.
1: That is so true. People seek out things that are going to overwhelm them, which just blows me away. I know people who admittedly they say, I'm addicted to news. Well, oh my gosh, news is negativity about what's going on in the world, because that's what people seem to want to hear. There are so many perspectives on that and so many different news shows that have different perspectives. Then there's the social media thing, people telling you how you should look and how you should dress. Lots of shoulds in there in the social media thing. And it just gets crazy. And it doesn't occur to people to turn it off. (laughs) That's what blows me away.
0: Well, I do think we have an inherent need to see what's coming and be prepared. And now we have this amazing gadget in our back pocket that can tell us a lot about what's happening in the world. And there's this feeling that knowing will help. Yes. And to a certain degree, I believe that's true. But for the most part, This is where boundaries come in Mm -hmm. because it's not just about boundaries with other people. It's about boundaries with yourself. And if consuming news 22 out of the 24 hours a day (laughs) is stressing you out, well, that's defeating the purpose, right? So maybe put some boundaries on your news consumption or your cell phone consumption or your social media consumption. Just filter some of
1: that out. Excellent point. Boundaries can cut down on overwhelm significantly. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing that there's a hurricane coming and you're in the path, that's important. Watch the news. Figure out how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Or if there's a wildfire headed your way, yeah, check it out you can do something about it. But if you're watching what's going on in Ukraine, which is awful, and I really feel for those people, and I'm so impressed with who they are, but I can't fix it. I can't stop it. I can't do anything about it. I can send them some money. But other Mm -hmm. than that, there is absolutely nothing I can do about it. And watching it all the time does not enhance my life at all, and it doesn't help theirs.
0: Right figure out what you can do, take action, and then let it go.
1: Exactly, exactly. So shall we talk about what signs of being overwhelmed are?
0: Oh, yes, there are many. <laughs> yes.
1: are many, yes. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you might feel frantic and exhausted or have irrational thoughts where you struggle to try to make sense of things. Small problems can seem really inflated. Your ability to deal with it in your life, you can't grasp what you can do, even though there might be something you can do.
0: Mm -hmm. Difficulty focusing, especially. Sometimes you'll notice you're having a really hard time making a decision between what flavor of frozen yogurt you're getting when normally... This is a really easy decision for you. <laughs> it may just be because there is so much in your brain that your poor little cells are trying to focus on all at once that you just can't make a decision right? or exactly. solve problems. Simple problems can be yeah. a challenge sometimes.
1: Right. I call that having a fuzzy brain. Sometimes my brain, it feels fuzzy. It feels cloudy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, I have to sort through what's up there. And it's just like I'm in the fog. Yeah, that's tricky.
0: The brain fog.
1: The brain fog. That's it. What
0: was that movie where he got diagnosed with brain fog? Joe versus the volcano, classic Tom Hanks, diagnosed with (laughs) brain fog.
1: Wow, you got a good memory. Your brain's not (laughs) fogged.
0: Not where Tom Hanks is concerned. I'm very clear about those.
1: That's true. He's pretty cool.
0: Or you may just be completely paralyzed altogether. Yeah. You can't make decisions. You can't move. You're stuck. You're pinned in one place because there's too much swirling around you that's stressing you out.
1: Right. Exactly. So you just freeze Mm -hmm. and that can't help solve anything. Or you may overreact. You may just be really short-tempered and somebody will say, would you please close the door? And you'll turn around and scream at them. There's no rational thought there because you're so overwhelmed that any little thing just pushes you over the edge. Mm -hmm. Or you might just withdraw from people. So you won't have to do that overreacting thing you won't want to see your friends or your family or anybody who might add any extra stress to what you're dealing with or feeling.
0: Just one more thing for you to process or one more person for you to take care of that you just can't handle.
1: Exactly. So you just distance yourself. And then you might also lose sight of the positive and not find the fun that is really sad when that happens because there's always beauty, there's always positive, there's always love, and there's always fun. And if you're not finding that, that is a huge red flag for you to let you know that something needs to shift because you're probably feeling overwhelmed.
0: Mm-hmm. And as mentioned a few moments ago, you may start having physical symptoms. You could be yeah. dizzy. You could have a rapid heartbeat. You could find you're not breathing. That's a big one that you're holding your breath a lot. Yeah, or You've got headaches or cramps or upset stomach, heartburn, aches and pains, yeah. that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Your body reacts to what you think, which creates what you feel, which creates a bodily reaction. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's because you're thinking all these things and creating the feeling of overwhelm, then your body can just freak out too.
0: And I would add one more to this list. In my world, there are behavior changes. If I'm mm. feeling especially overwhelmed or stressed, I will bite my fingernails. I will Ooh. eat. Yes, I find yes. myself kind of grazing in the kitchen frequently <laughs> and then not tasting what I'm eating. Hmm. True. So, yeah, things that I wouldn't normally do because I have the bandwidth to make better decisions. Right. Then I will start doing.
1: Yeah. And I think people who use alcohol or drugs, that is exacerbated. They up that Mm -hmm. because they're trying to numb their feelings. Mm -hmm. Those things, along with the food or any other thing that we think will provide comfort, we do. And I imagine those folks don't taste their beverages or enjoy their drugs either. They just do them looking for the result they're hoping to have, which is to be numb for a while. And it may numb them for a while, but then it wears off and they're feeling overwhelmed again.
0: Yeah. There was an interesting study done a while back. I don't know who did it. There was a really fascinating Radiolab episode about it. There were a group of people in a room. They were told a number anywhere from two digits to seven digits, something like that. And then they had to leave that room, walk to another room and tell the teacher in that room what their number was. It sounds really simple, but along the way, somebody would stop them in the hallway and offer them a snack. Do you want some Mm. fruit? do you want a piece of cake? And the longer the number, the more likely the person was to choose the cake because they were exerting so much energy trying to remember the longer number that they couldn't put that energy towards making good, healthy decisions.
1: Wow. That is fascinating. Isn't
0: that interesting? Yeah.
1: So when you're stressed and overwhelmed and can't make good decisions...
0: Well, you just go with what's easiest.
1: Well, cake's always easy.
0: (laughs) Right. But they didn't have the focus to say, I'm really going to exert some self-control here and go with what I know is healthy for me.
1: Right. Yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. Oh, people are just amazing. It's so incredible how we function. There's a great quote by Timber Hawkeye who says, you can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself, then the storm will pass. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot because like Ukraine. I can't fix Ukraine. I wish I could. Those people are amazing, as I said. Since I can't, do I need to put my life on the line for that? No. I can calm myself about that.
0: Well, this goes back to control. You can't control anything outside yourself.
1: Exactly. But
0: you can control you. Yes. Making that change is going to help you more than stressing out about the things you cannot do anything about.
1: Always. And you can always be in charge of what you think, which creates how you feel. We've said this a million times. (laughs) And that will control your situation, your situation, not other people's situation. You can't control other people's situation in your family or in Ukraine. You can try with your family, but the only thing you really, really can control is you. Yep. That will impact how overwhelmed you feel and how you deal with that.
0: So we've kind of touched on it already, but just a quick list of some of the reasons that you might feel overwhelmed. And we talked about news and social media and all those inputs from the outside that you either have to engage in daily, like your work and family and pets and home life, or that are kind of presented to To you. When I think about it that way, I think about being in Times Square and just the sheer amount of sensory input that is coming at you from every square inch of space. (laughs)
1: Right, yes.
0: You know, the only way to kind of filter that is to be very conscious of where you're focusing. What are you looking at? What are you allowing to enter into your psyche?
1: Right. You used the word boundaries earlier, and that's what we need to do. Put boundaries about what is immediate need? What do I need to focus on right now? What can I impact And then focus and do that because you got to shut out some of the Times Square sensory input there Mm -hmm. so that you can look at what's most important and you can have the most impact on. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed because they have an inner child. They learned when they were very young that it's always up to them to get everything done. Yes, And that you can't ask other people for help and you can't do anything to recruit folks because that means you're weak. And if you don't get everything done, then you're a failure and nobody's going to like or love you. Oh my goodness, that inner child self-talk thing about shoulds, about it's up to you your little person is on you, telling you all the things you're supposed to do. And those are not necessarily true. We have to be able to sort that out.
0: Yeah, feeling like your self-worth comes from what you do Yes, instead of who you are Mm -hmm. is a biggie. Yes, that's huge. Because if you stop doing, then what are you worth? Exactly. You're valuable regardless, but that is definitely a message that a lot of people are struggling with, that if they stop making progress in this area or that area or just Doing for other people or, you know, making things happen. Right. That then there's a lapse in self esteem. That's a super dangerous place to be.
1: Oh, it's terrible. Lots of people deal with that when they retire. If they've done a job for 40 years, 50 years, and then retire, they have defined themselves by what they do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they don't do it anymore. And it's like, oh my goodness, who am I if I'm not a doctor, teacher, a nurse, a architect, a lawyer, you know, and not just professions. If you define yourself that way and then suddenly that stops, you could very easily become overwhelmed with, oh my goodness, what am I? Who am I? I don't know where I fit anymore. That can be overwhelming and scary too. hmm And sometimes people get overwhelmed when they have too much to do. You're in a stressful work environment where people are not getting along or there's too much work. That can definitely cause overwhelm.
0: We deal with that in our household. (laughs) My husband and I. Because when we got married, oh, so many years ago, what, seven? (laughs) We combined households. We'd both been single for a really long time and had our own homes and then combined all of our belongings. It happened pretty quickly. When he moved in here, he brought all of his stuff over and put it in the garage. And we just thought, great, you know, when it's not winter, because we got married after Christmas, when it's not winter anymore, we'll go through everything. And then we'll sort what we need and what we don't need and what we want and what we don't. We'll get rid of it. And then eventually we'll have a usable garage that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And so here we are seven years later. And what's funny is that it's not like we've accumulated a ton in that time. It's just that nothing was organized when we combined households. And now the garage is this giant problem. (laughs) (laughs) And the more the years pass, the bigger the problem becomes because... It's just getting heavier and heavier and heavier.
1: It's overwhelming
0: because we thought about it for so much. I'm taking a couple of weeks off this month. I'm so excited to tackle the garage, but I can tell you that the day that I plan to start, I will raise the garage door and stand there and stare at it and go, Oh my gosh. <laughs> what am I doing? Because it's so monumental, but you have to do it in bites.
1: Right, exactly. One step at a time. Take one thing out of the garage, Mm -hmm. figure out where it's going to go. It can go to Goodwill, Mm -hmm. it can go in the trash, it can do whatever. You can give it away. One thing, and then you just start building on that. It sounds really overwhelming right now.
0: Yes, and I think we do that with a lot of things, with financial problems, with relationship problems, with health concerns, you know, if you're dealing with loss, if you're looking at political issues in your town or your state or your country. (laughs) Or even just life throws curveballs at us and there are changes that we're dealing with, even sometimes with good changes that can be overwhelming.
1: Yeah, even with getting married or having babies or getting the job of your dreams or buying your first new big house. Those are very exciting and wonderful, but they can also be overwhelming because there is a lot that goes with those. Your change in perception of who you are and how you fit or what you need to do. Overwhelm can come from a whole lot of situations. And the important thing is to be able to recognize it, not freak out about it, understand that it's normal for whatever situation you're in and then take steps to do something about it, like you're going to clean your garage. That's perfect. Mark Twain is a smart guy. He said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret to getting started is breaking your overwhelming tasks into small, manageable tasks, and then starting on the first one. Mm -hmm. Just like you with your garage. First thing is open the door.
0: (laughs) For me, the first thing is getting okay with getting started. Uh Because sometimes just looking at a problem or a task or a situation is what's overwhelming. And that's generally because of what you're telling yourself about that situation. Yeah. So just deciding, okay, I can't do this in a day and I can't do it in a weekend because that's going to be moving everything out and then moving everything back in and then I've defeated the purpose. So I really need some time to do it. So the first step was saying, I'm going to do this. Here's when I'm going to do it and taking the time off work.
1: (laughs) Yes, perfect.
0: And now I've kind of laid the foundation.
1: Yes, you have a plan.
0: I have a plan. So I changed my perspective, which was someday we have to do this and then creating an issue with my husband because he really doesn't want to do it either. (laughs) And just saying, okay, we're going to allow ourselves time to do this the way it needs to be done instead of just spending another year going, oh my gosh, someday we have to do this and juggling it.
1: And the amazing thing about cleaning out stuff is that it feels really good when it's done. It's like there's Mm -hmm. this huge weight off your shoulders. And you're not overwhelmed anymore. Even when you're starting, a day's worth doesn't have to be done, but it still feels like, oh, yay, this isn't an anchor anymore. Mm -hmm. We're pulling it up and pretty soon the boat will be sailing again. That's terrific. So you look at what you can do to address the situation and that's what you're doing. And then you make the list. And sometimes you delegate. (laughs) I'm assuming you don't want to delegate this to your husband (laughs) or your daughter. But if it's a different kind of job other than cleaning out the garage, a lot of times there are things that you're taking on that maybe you don't have to do all of it. If you're overwhelmed with working full time and trying to keep a house up and grocery shop and clean and raise kids and all that stuff, you can delegate. The other people can vacuum and clean the bathrooms and cook dinner and go grocery shopping and uh, or at work, you can delegate to your coworkers. or pay attention to that little inner child inside who's telling you you have to do it all and tell him or her it's okay to sit down and be quiet because you've got it handled. And then parcel out stuff so you're not Mm -hmm. so overwhelmed. You don't have to do it all.
0: I'm a huge fan of... Farming out the things that you can that don't enhance your life. In our situation, a couple of years ago, we were really struggling financially. And that was a big stressor. But the other big stressor was that we were a very busy family. Everybody had multiple jobs, kid in school, pets all over the place. And I do mean all over the place. (laughs) And just the fact of needing to clean the house was one too many things. Right, and so it was totally worth it to me to spend the money to bring a person in twice a month for two hours at a time to take care of the things that are hugely visible in my world, like floors and bathrooms. Yes, right. <laughs> that are the things I'm going to focus on and stress out over if they're dirty, mm-hmm. and just say if somebody else can do this for me, my life will be so much better. Yes. And that was a priority. And to this day, she still comes four hours a month. That's it. And that's all I need. And it makes the rest of our family life so much better.
1: And it helped cut down your overwhelm. Yes. And that's the thing. Look at what you can delegate. It is not your job to do it all. Nope. Try. You'll just make yourself sick and make everybody around you not want to be around you because you'll be grumpy. Mm -hmm. It's always good to try to think of things from a different angle.
0: Do you have an example for this one?
1: Well, I think what you did, finding somebody, an outside person to come in, you know, you problem solved. You said, the messy house drives me crazy. I can pick up stuff and the people in the house can pick up stuff. But the basic deep cleaning, I can't do. How can we handle this? Who does this stuff? And you problem solved. You weren't looking at it from the initial, this isn't my house, I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. And you shifted.
0: And I had to let go of it. Yes. I focused on what I could control given the amount of time I had. I couldn't control the other people in my house who have different priorities around cleanliness or clutter. Right. Because I'm a little bit OCD about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, let go of the illusion that everybody would someday come around to my way of seeing things. This way, I don't have to fight them anymore.
1: Yeah. You've solved the problem and you thought outside the box. You didn't just look at the people in the house and say, we have to take care of this. He's like, oh, there's another way. And that's what if people are feeling overwhelmed, they need to think outside the box. What we're doing isn't working. What else can we do?
0: This is where it's really key to be paying attention to the thoughts that you're having, the messages that you're sending.
1: And let go of the irrational ones. Sometimes it helps to talk to somebody, just to talk and brainstorm a trusted person, brainstorm solutions together. That can be really helpful. It's helpful just to get out what you're feeling and thinking and also to hear the other person's ideas because they may be things that you haven't thought about yet. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to just take a break.
0: <laughs> yes. And sometimes it can be really eye-opening to hear yourself talk about something. Have you been in that situation where you're telling somebody what's going on in your world and what you think about it and you're surprised by what you say?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, really? I didn't know I thought that or I felt that way. Or, uh-huh.
0: You're like, I must be really upset about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? I, I'm louder than I thought I would be when I talk <laughs> about this. Hmm, I'm a little worked <laughs> up here. <laughs> Oh, the person I'm talking to is looking a little scared. Maybe I need to back (laughs) up. (laughs) Hmm, This is an issue. Yeah. Paying attention.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and change the situation. Get away from it if you can.
1: Oh, absolutely. Take a walk. Take a break. Yeah. Change your thoughts. I talk a lot about just getting out in nature. Just pay attention to the trees and the flowers. You don't have to go out in the woods to do that. You can Mm -hmm. just walk your neighborhood or wherever you live. There's got to be a tree or a flower somewhere.
0: Breathe the air.
1: And notice that and appreciate it and breathe deeply. Try to get centered again, because when you're overwhelmed, like we talked about the fuzzy brain and you're not centered, just let stuff go and breathe deeply and take a break. And you can always do mindfulness and relaxation exercises. Mindfulness is what we were just talking about, just paying attention to where you are right now at this moment. What does the chair feel like? What does it feel like to have your feet on the floor? That kind of stuff. They really focus.
0: Exercise can be really helpful.
1: Yes. Relaxation exercises and physical exercise. Mm -hmm. Both can be really helpful.
0: And this can be running, walking. I like to do yoga. Mm -hmm. I know you like to walk. But anything that's just going to fully immerse you, maybe if you're learning an instrument, practice your instrument for a little while. Yeah. If you like to draw or paint or something, anything that's going to take all of your attention, right? that'll give you a break.
1: Yes, and distract you from whatever it is that's overwhelming you. And then, of course, if it's really hard and you can't get it under control, you can always talk to a therapist, a counselor, because sometimes if you don't have a trusted person to talk with, a counselor can help be there and supportive and listen and back you up with what's going on for you. But the most important thing is be gentle with yourself. If you're mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed, The last thing you need is for you to judge you. Realize that you're doing what you can and that there are ways out of it. Be aware of your thoughts and be gentle with yourself.
0: Yes. Part of that I've found for me means allowing myself to forget what's going on in my world.
1: Yes, absolutely. I
0: used to have a really hard time falling asleep Uh until it occurred to me that all of these things I'm worried about right now aren't going to go anywhere.
1: Unfortunately. I don't
0: need to be thinking about them all night long. And if I'm afraid that I'm going to forget something important, I just write it down. Before I go to bed, I would write down all the things that are stressing me out and that I need to deal with tomorrow. Right. But that allows me to let it all go.
1: Yes. for the next
0: eight hours. Yeah. So that when I wake up, it's all going to be right there. And now I've <laughs> written it down, so I'm not going to forget anything. But it was just symbolic. Something that says, you guys get to be over here tonight. You don't yes. get to be with me.
1: Perfect. And that's so smart. Take a break. Write it down so that it'll be there later. So you won't have to spend all night remembering, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. No, it's right there on the list. And put the list not next to your bed. <laughs> right. Put it off in the bathroom or in the living room or somewhere else. So it's not screaming at you, but you can find it in the morning, pick up and do what you need to do. That's a beautiful solution. I like that.
0: How do you deal with it?
1: I write stuff down. I am pretty clear about what I can and cannot impact. And then I acknowledge and let go of the things like Ukraine. God, I would love to do something for those people. We send money, but that's all we can do. So mm-hmm. then I don't spend my time thinking about it. I spend time thinking about the things I can impact, make a plan on how I'm going to do it and move ahead and do it. And I'm gentle with myself. I don't beat myself up if I don't get it done. We were cleaning out our storage building because everybody seems to have one these days. We have so much (laughs) stuff that we don't need. And we got halfway through and it feels really good. But then we got stuck because we have a few things we just don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to get back to that. But I don't think about it all the time. We will get back to it and make it happen. So I don't beat myself up about it. It's one step at a time. It's always one step at a time.
0: Yeah, and those things happen in their own time, too. Like, I'll be willing to bet that in the next couple of months, you'll have a day where you'll just wake up and you'll either surprise yourself by being ready to deal with it, or you'll have a solution. Yes. Like, it'll come to you if you just let it. If you force things, the results can frequently be less than desirable.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because then you just add more stress and more overwhelm. It's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. (sighs) Breathe. And maybe you don't have to do it right now.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of overwhelm in the world today.
1: Way too much. Way too much. And I think most of it is unnecessary. Yes. Turn off your devices, put your phone down, turn off the television, go outside, enjoy nature, enjoy the people you love, find the good. And I think your life will calm down a little bit and delegate. So you think we've done this, Shan? Shall we wrap it up? Wrap it up. Okay. Feeling overwhelmed is something we all occasionally feel, and it's a normal reaction to perceiving that we have too much to do and not enough time, or when something huge happens and we don't know how to cope with or move ahead with it. There are many emotional and physical symptoms you might experience when you're feeling overwhelmed. These can be a red flag to let you know you're taking on too much and you need to do something different. If you allow those feelings to persist. They can be harmful to your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And remember that your feelings come from your thoughts, so pay attention to your thoughts. And there are many things you can do to take care of yourself when you feel overwhelmed. But the most important thing is to recognize what's going on, change your focus and perception of the situation, and be gentle with yourself.
0: Here's to finding peace in our everyday chaotic lives.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's no more overwhelm. And we can do it. We can each do it.
0: Thank you, Sandy.
1: Thank you, Shan. And thank you to our listeners. Always. 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 Yeah, I want to mention that we would love to hear from you. Please let us know your thoughts on our episodes or on what you would like us to talk about, what is going on in your world. We would certainly appreciate any contact you want to make. It's always fun when we hear from you, and we will definitely respond.
0: Yeah. Tell us what's overwhelming you. Tell us how you're dealing with it and whether it's working.
1: Please, because we want to be here for you.
0: We do. And I think other people can benefit from your solutions. Yes. Share them with us. Yes, please do. And you can do that at yourpersonalpowerpod.com. You can just click contact and drop us an email.
1: And we will get back to you. Absolutely. And we look forward to hearing from you.
0: We are also excited to let you know we are now on Instagram, woo, woo, where you can find us at your personal power pod. And if you want to learn about coaching and how it can change your life, Sandy would love to talk to you about it. You can reach her at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. You can also drop her an email through the website as well at your personal power And thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you until next time, find your power and change your life.